This episode of The Pageant Project is proudly brought to you by Diamond Heels. Diamond Heels supplies shoes to women for every occasion, including figure and bodybuilding competitors, pole dancers, and of course, pageant queens. With over 350 pairs in stock, they offer a personalized service, including fitting and prompt Australia-wide delivery. Check them out at diamondheels.com.au and make sure to use the coupon code TPP to get 15% off your next order. I'm Miss Grand Australia 2017, Cassandra Cashin, and today I'm being interviewed by The Pageant Project. Hey everyone, it's Adrian from The Pageant Project and I'm here with Miss Grand Australia 2017, Cassandra Cashian. Cass, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Uh, now, I guess first things first, do you go by Cass, Cassie oh, or Cassandra? Everyone says something different. My parents always say Cassie, like right. my friends say Cass, family, extended say Cassandra. You can choose. Okay, I'll, I'll go with Cass. Cass. Cassandra is a bit feels like I'm, I'm lecturing long. you, like yeah. Cassandra. Cassandra, yeah, I do Cass. That's why, why, actually, why don't we start with your name because it starts with K and mm -hmm. K, mm -hmm. and that's an Armenian thing. Yes, because they don't have the letter C in the Armenian alphabet. That's why, like the Kardashians and everyone, is with a K. Yeah, and how important is your Armenian heritage to you? Because from what I've noticed, hanging around Armenians, mm. they're very passionate. About yeah. being Armenian because yeah. of what they've been through. Yeah. So how important is obviously your Miss Grand Australia that you're also half Armenian? Yeah. How important has that been to you? Definitely. Um, I think because my father's Armenian and he's had quite a difficult like childhood, mm. having to flee and everything that happened to him and his family. Um, they're particularly proud to see one of their own people become Miss Australia um, and to represent them for a cause like Stop the War and Violence because it's something that very close so to their heart. Um, yeah. So I kind of shared their story when I went international for the pageant and kind of saw it from that angle. So that's why I always felt like very connected to the cause and everything because yeah. I've grown up knowing these stories and knowing these things as well. Yeah. But, and yeah. you are the first Armenian that I've met that's actually blonde though. Oh, yeah. Is naturally. That, is, na I know, naturally. <laughs> naturally. I was watching, I was well. watching your YouTube videos. <laughs> is that because most of the ones that I've met are brunettes, brown yeah. hair or black hair. Everyone in my family is brunette and they all have brown eyes. But my mum is naturally brunette with brown eyes as well. So she's Australian, but somewhere in there, in the Australian heritage, <laughs> I got blonde and blue eyes. So okay. I, no one can explain it. No no doctor, no You, you won the genetic lottery somehow. Somehow this happened. But yeah. yeah. Now, your pageant experience, let's talk about that because mm -hmm. um, so you're the reigning Miss Grand Australia. You'll be giving over your crown in less than a week. Exactly one week. How does, it, how does that feel actually, first off? I mean, you've had the crown. I'm sure it's something you worked for for a very long time yeah. and it wasn't easy. There were lots of sacrifices. Yeah. Now you're on the other side, you've competed overseas and you're about to hand it over to someone else. How does that feel? It's sad, firstly, <laughs> because I feel like... I've enjoyed my year so much and it's gone so quickly. Like mm. it's not, I don't want to give it over, but I know that I'm so grateful for everything that's happened this past year and all of the experiences I've had. I wish I could just do them again and again, but yeah. it's time for someone else to come in now. And it's been really fun being on the other side of things as well, because 
I get to see like how to mentor people and what it's like to be a judge. And is it a bit you know, less stressful being on the other side? Yeah, but still, <laughs> I don't know. I still feel just as nervous for them. Oh, okay. Like I still think, oh, I don't want anyone to mess up. I want everyone to do their best and be happy with how they did. So you so feel I'm, nervous for them. I'm nervous for them, and I'm nervous. I'm thinking, oh, did I make the right score? Did I do the right thing? Like right. Okay. I want to make sure I, I know everything and. I can give the best score possible. Actually, sounds like you might be more nervous this time than yeah, last Yeah, maybe, time. maybe. Do you have any words of advice to the competitors? I mean, we're going to release this interview before Miss Grand Australia. Mm -hmm. If you had any one like overarching piece of advice, would you have one? I have lots of pieces of advice. I actually started as I was at the international. I was like, I wish I had known this, 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 this. So I yeah. started making a list that I'm going to hand over to the next girl of what I would have done differently. Right. Um, in terms of an overarching piece of advice, yeah. the thing that I learned through my year as Miss Grand Australia is how to deal with my nerves better and how to kind of step outside of my comfort zone. Um, so I think it's just kind of like psyching yourself into that headspace so that you just think, I'm here for a reason, you know, uh, I was picked for a reason, mm. everyone wants me to do well and just owning it and not feeling like so nervous and, yeah. you know, enjoying your time on stage. That's something that I kind of learned how to do. I used to be so nervous up there. but So no nerves anymore? Not none, but <laughs> a little bit, yeah. not as much as I used to feel. And that comes through experience as well. But sure. after having been in the international competition in an arena kind of setting, mm. I'm like, if I've done this, I can do anything. What, what was that like, the international stage? Because I was at the national event last year, but I mm -hmm. imagine the international one, I mean, it's televised and everything. Yeah. It just looks ridiculous, like in the best sense. Yeah. Was it, was it huge and crazy? Yeah, it was actually, um, there was a hotel in Vietnam and they had their own theme park, they had their own water park, their own safari. The hotel. The hotel. It was massive. Okay. It was like kilometres, kilometres. Yeah. And they had this massive arena within the hotel that could seat, I think, 6,000 people. So all of those seats were filled all the government of wow. Vietnam, like the most impressive, yeah. powerful people from Vietnam and, you know, from the organization as well were all there. And it was, yeah, completely full. And um, then it was also televised as yeah. well in about 80 countries. So pretty much everywhere but Australia. That's gonna we're be working on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be Facebook Live. Uh, that must be a different scale altogether because, I mean, the event in Australia has maybe two or three hundred people yeah and it's in a hotel mm -hmm. it's in a, in a function room yeah you're talking about an arena i mean could you even see the people at the back no no not at all like and it was dark in the arena as well and basically we're walking out on this stage that's nothing compared to what we'd ever seen yeah. in nationals um it's obviously massive and you're just walking out you're filling the whole stage and it's just all eyes on you and it's all about you for that moment so if you're nervous that's yeah. the time when you need to kind of overcome those nerves because you You're in front of the world. Were you more nervous at the internationals or the nationals, or can you not even compare them? Funnily enough, I was more nervous at the nationals because, I that might be the case. yeah, because I think by the time I got to the internationals, I felt so well prepared, and yeah. I'd been mentored by Danny, and everything was kind of focused on getting me ready to yeah. go over there. So I thought, you know what, I, I won this. I must have done something right. So I got to trust myself and just yeah. do what I know how to do, and yeah. just be comfortable in that. And can you pick, I mean, you've had 12 months of your of your reign. Can you pick any highlights? I mean, I'm sure there's more than one. Mm. But any highlights that particularly stick out? Um, it was great. Shortly after I won, Danny took me over to Fiji to do a campaign trip, which was so much fun and just doing photo shoots in Fiji mm. and getting all dressed up and just getting to know her as well as my director. So that was a really great experience. Um, 
but definitely the whole time in Vietnam, I just had the best time and doing all of these amazing things, you know, like at different gala events mm. and meeting all these like really powerful people in Vietnam and all the work that we did over there as well. That was the highlight and making actually really good friends from it. Yeah. Everyone says that, but genuinely Miss Philippines, Miss Fiji and I were like inseparable and yeah. we all happen to live in Australia, which is lucky oh, because, okay. yeah. So Miss Philippines has been staying with me for like a few months and we're all become like best friends now. So it's, that's been a highlight as well. Yeah. And what, um, I guess again, coming, it sounds so final and sad coming to the end of your reign, <laughs> I feel like you're dying or something, <laughs> but if you, if someone was looking back at your reign and like, I guess, what would you want to be remembered for during your reign? Mm. I think something that's a bit different about me or that would set me apart is that I don't try to put a front or anything. I just like to talk to everyone. I like to be approachable. All the contestants, I message them. I encourage them to talk to me mm -hmm. and ask whatever they want. And I try to do the same through my YouTube channel as well, like show my real personality. It's not always polished and it's not always, you know, perfect. You can be funny and laid yeah. back and, you know, you can be without makeup if you want. Like you can be yourself still, mm. but when you're wearing the crown and you've got the title, you need to be respectful and aware of that, but sure. still put your own personality into sure. it and your own flair. So being true to yourself. Yeah, yeah. for sure. And you mentioned your YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. So let's let's segue into what Cassandra Cashian does apart from the pageantry mm -hmm. career. So there's a YouTube channel, there's the work. Why don't we start with the YouTube channel? Okay, so I started my own YouTube channel, I think it was almost two years ago now. Um, I was, I've worked in makeup for over five years while I was getting through uni and everything. And it's just always been like a bit of a hobby, a bit of a passion for me. So I used to do live videos in this mm -hmm. group where there'd be girls that would tune in just to watch my video and ask me questions. And they said to me, why don't you do a YouTube channel so we can watch these, you know, mm -hmm. whenever it doesn't have to be live. And I was like, okay, like, why not? That will be fun. So I started doing it and I started out just, you know, with a little camera and just doing it in my bedroom and everything. Yeah. And then I got really into it. So I went out and bought the right gear and everything. And I just like to, you know, work with brands. There's lots of products that I love and I use all the time. Mm. And I'll never promote anything that I don't genuinely love. Like That's important. <laughs> I'm very particular about yeah. that. I wouldn't just say something for the sake of saying it. Only things I tr like try and test myself, yeah. I'll show on there. But it's kind of moved into not just makeup, also just me talking about myself, little um, tips and, you know, my opinion on things. Yeah. and like little snippets into my life as well. So it's kind of merged into that yeah. too. I watched I watched one of your videos. It was, I think, the latest getting to know you. I oh, think it yeah. was maybe six months ago. Mm -hmm. And you said you only eat cute fruit. Cute fruit. <laughs> I actually thought you had said cubed fruit. Oh, cute. As in you only eat it when it's cut into cubes. But you well, that would make cute. it cute as well. Cute. So what do you mean by cute, cute fruit. fruit? Because that's the easiest way to explain the types of fruit I eat. So all the fruit I eat, I love watermelon. Yeah. That's pink. It's cute. Okay. Um, and pink's your favorite color. Yeah, of okay. course. Yeah. And then um, like grapes, because they're like little tiny fruit. I love grapes. Blueberries, raspberries. But you don't like kiwi fruit. No, that's not very cute. But you can get kiwi fruits that are the size of grapes. I've never Would seen. Would they be cute? They're yes. called kiwi berries. Okay, then I will okay. like that one too. <laughs> all right. But it's not just the size. It just happens to be all the ones that I like. Are these little cute fruits right. but especially in vietnam i don't like bananas that much but in vietnam all the bananas are like this big because right. that's how they actually should be the ones that we have are like modified to be bigger real bananas oh. are actually like really tiny so we're eating mutant bananas yes and the little ones are that. so sweet and they have seeds in them and they're like green 
That's cool. Okay. Yeah. I, I felt like I've learned something. <laughs> so they're cute and they're actually a lot nicer than the other bananas. Okay. And your other favorite dish was prawn? Was it prawn fettuccine? Yeah, any prawn pasta kind of thing. I probably eat that like once a day. <laughs> <laughs> That's your staple food, is it? Pretty much. Like if I don't eat it for lunch, I'll eat it for dinner because I'm not a big like meat eater really. Like I mainly eat just like yeah. pescatarian kind of, but occasionally I'll eat a burger or something. But no, my favorite food is like pasta. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And will you be sort of looking to, I mean, you're coming to the, again, the end of your reign, so you might have a bit more, or will you have more free time on your hands? Because mm. most people that I talk to, as soon as they have free time, they fill it with something else. Oh, yeah, That's probably true. Because you, you also said you like doing projects. Yeah. So do you have any, I guess, upcoming projects as soon as your reign is over? Um, I've already, I looked into this new course, it's called September, and basically I've signed up my whole organization at work for it and I'm leading that with everyone at work right. soon. So I'm excited about that because I wanted to do a charity project this year myself, mm -hmm. um, and kind of focus on something. Usually I, I've done a pageant or I've done something and yeah. I've been given a platform and a, a cause, but I wanted to find something myself this year sure. and do it. So yeah, I've signed up like 200 staff members and we're all doing this. Um, what, what is September? Basically, um, it encourages you to get up from your desk and do 10,000 steps a day, but you get sponsored and the money that you raise goes to cerebral palsy. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of leading that <laughs> at so work. So you have to do your 10,000 yeah. steps every day? Because I do like a thousand because like I sit at my desk all day. I never do it. So I've actively been going to the gym lately and getting, getting my steps, steps up. up. Yeah. So yeah. we're going to all do that in September. Right. Um, so that's on the horizon. And yeah, just hopefully do some more travel and whoever um, is lucky enough to be in the top five for Miss Grand Australia, we're going to take them to a secret location overseas. So that's going to be exciting too. Right. Mentoring those girls as well. Sure. Uh, what about your work? Tell us what you do mm -hmm. for work because you have a full-time job. Yeah. It's actually very similar to what I studied in my degree. Um, I did a Bachelor of Business with a major in marketing, events, and PR. Mm -hmm. And I work within a marketing team doing events and PR. So it's actually very... You get to use all of your... Yeah. pretty much degree. use everything that I studied. Um, mm -hmm. And it's for JMC Academy and AFTT, which are two different universities. Mm -hmm. um, AFTT is only in Sydney and JMC is in Sydney, Melbourne, and Brisbane. Yeah. And... I actually told Cassie's I actually studied at JMC. Mm. <laughs> alumni. So, yeah, yeah, fellow <laughs> alumni. Um, JMC is a music academy, isn't it? Um, it's actually got eight different courses. So eight, it started off as an audio school. Yeah. Um, and then it expanded. So there's eight courses now. So everything from animation, game design, um, digital design, entertainment business management, like you studied, yeah. music, audio, film. You name it. <laughs> and what's Anything. A, what's an average day for you like? Are you sitting in front of a desk? Do you get to talk yeah. to a lot of people? Yeah, it's good because um, obviously the students that we work with are super creative and the projects that we work on are showcasing like what the students can do and everything. So mm. on an average day, although I'm desk based, I, um, <laughs> I get to like do some interesting things, write about interesting things and yeah. plan like lots of cool events that all the students love to come along to and do those kind of fun things. I'm kind of like the fun person that they know of. I'm like, today we've got free fairy floss, come downstairs or all L those literally? like- Literally? Literally, yeah. Like I get to do all the fun stuff. I didn't get any of that stuff. No, it's, you were there before my time. <laughs> we never got free anything. No, no. You now just, you can re-enroll. I should re-enroll. We're launching just, a master's just, if you'd like to come back. <laughs> just to get the free fairy floss. Yeah. It's tempting. Um, so, so that's the nine to five. What about um, spare time? 
Do you have uh, much spare time? And if you do, what, what do you do with it? Basically, working on my YouTube channel and all those kind of projects. Um, I still do like some modeling and photo shoots and stuff like that on weekends. And yeah, I've been going to the gym every day lately. <laughs> Let's hope this lasts because I go through <laughs> phases. So, you know, just exercising. and I try to make it fun. Yeah. I, I get bored pretty easily. So I like watch a show on Netflix while I run on the treadmill or something like that. I've tried to make it interesting for myself. Yeah. But my friends and I, like, we like to make a list of all different activities that we want to do. And we try to go out and do different things. So we're going to go rock climbing on Monday, try to do something fun, you know, at least once every few weeks or so. Have you rock climbed before? I have, but this is the kind, it's like a gym and there's a trampoline thingy under you and then you just climb around like that. To catch you when you, when you fall off. Yeah. Okay. Actually, I didn't think of my nails and now I have. <laughs> They're too long. You're going <laughs> to, I don't think you can climb with no. nails like that. <laughs> Hook the nail. <laughs> and you'll end up with calluses all over your hands oh, as no. well. So when you give your crown over, you're going to have man hands. Oh no. I'll have to, um, yeah, wear gloves, <laughs> gloves or something. I don't know. I'll figure something out. <laughs> I, I just want to talk talk about the um, now. Gemma White's going to kill me. This is is this a crown or a tiara? This is a tiara, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Technically. Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, like we call it the crown, but yes, if you were to look at it, yeah, it would be in the family of tiaras. I didn't know the difference. <laughs> um, what did it feel like when when you won your title? I mean, because yeah. it, it wasn't the first pageant you entered. No. And. It was a few years leading up to that. Yeah. So how did it feel when you finally got to have that placed on your head? Actually, like the whole time, like from the moment I entered Miss Grand, not that I thought I was going to win or anything, but I just felt really peaceful about everything. Like everything was kind of falling into place. Like my uni degree just kind of finished yeah. and it was all like really perfect timing. And I just like, I really felt positive about the cause and I felt like this actually is really suited to me. So mm. from day one, I just felt like, oh, I'm where I'm meant to be. Like this is a good thing for me. Yeah. Um and I just thought whatever happened, you know, I'd be so happy with the experience. Yeah. But then um, when it was me who was called out on the stage, I always thought I would cry and I'd break down and everything. And instead, like there's photos of me and I'm just like, <laughs> like shocked. <laughs> and I'm like, really me? Like this there's is actually like happening? Yeah. Right. I was just like, this is actually happening. And everyone's like, are you happy? Like, how do you feel? And I'm like, you I'm not showing any emotion. I'm like, I'm, I'm just shocked. I didn't think this would actually happen for me. So, so. how long did it take to actually sink in? A good week or two, people would be like, how do you feel now? How do you feel now? I'm yeah. like, yeah, I'm, I'm still shocked. I'm still shocked. Like, I couldn't believe after all this time, something I've been hoping for for such a long time. And, and how long was it? Well, I started doing pageants when I was 19 and I won when I was 22. Um, so it's a good three years. Yeah, a good three years, five different pageant systems. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I n never had the same kind of peace and the same yeah. feeling about it. I just knew, oh, this feels very right for me. So I've not heard many people mention peace and competing in pageants in the yeah. same sentences before because <laughs> yeah. it seems to be manic more than peaceful. Yeah. No, it's, um, I don't know, I just felt like a calmness about it. I just felt like I was on the right path kind of thing. Yeah. It's just like felt positive about it the whole time. I didn't have a moment to feel yeah. stressed or overthink things or anything. And I think having Danny as well as my director, who was a previous winner, she knew how to navigate it because she knew exactly how we were all feeling. So she was always in. there for everyone yeah. and always ready to help us out and, you know, make us do our best. So yeah. it was yeah. good. And what do you feel that you got from pageantry? Definitely. Or there's, if there's someone watching and they're thinking about entering a pageant, because I think pageants still have a bit of a stigma attached. Mm. So what, did you, what have you got from your three or four years of competing in pageantry? 
I think one example I always use is if I'm nervous in my career to like present something or to mm-hmm. do something, I think I walked on stage in front of like billions of people. Like I'm, I can do this. I can yeah. talk about this <laughs> idea in front of five people. Like yeah. everything I do, it just like puts it, yeah, yeah. it just puts it in perspective. I'm like, if I could do that, if I can walk out there in yeah. my bikini and feel so confident this and everything, this easy. is nothing. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, nothing in comparison. Once you put yourself outside of your comfort zone and mm. you've actually done it, then everything else just seems like a breeze. Like, of course I can do this. I've done yeah. it before, you know, just feel comfortable and you just become a lot more confident. I used to be quite shy. I didn't really, you know, I was just a little bit shy and introverted. Mm. And then the more I push myself outside of my comfort zone and everything and celebrate talking about the good qualities of yourself yeah. and how you can help those others to feel that way too. Yeah just totally different feeling and mindset and everything as well. Mm. And if there's someone who's maybe thinking of entering a pageant but Mm -hmm. doesn't really know what it's about, doesn't know whether it's for them, what words of advice would you give them? Well, one thing that I think is really important with systems like Miss Grand Australia is you need to know that nowhere in the criteria does it talk about physical beauty or anything like that. Half of the judging criteria is your interview and your social impact project, the charity component Mm -hmm. of it. And the other half is swimwear and evening gown. But nowhere does it say you need to look a certain way, you need to be a certain way. It's all about your confidence, um, like the elegance that you radiate. Everything is in how you carry yourself. It's not to do with who you are. Those internal beauties much more than the external ones. Yeah, it's not just a beauty contest. It's you want to know what the person's about and why they really want to win it. It's it's much deeper than that. So I think a lot of people get caught up in thinking, oh, the prettiest will win or something like that. And it's totally opposite to that. It's much deeper. And half of the judging is literally based on you and what you've done. I remember at the event last year, I mean, I can't remember the exact details, but the scores were reset or something, weren't they? And then yeah. you had the the only thing that separated you guys was the answer to your interviews, I think. Yeah, so in the international and mm. in the Australian competition, you're being judged on those four components mm. until you get to the final night. So all those scores are calculated and that will tell us who our top 10 is. Yeah. They'll do their one-minute um, speech about stop the war and violence. Yeah. We'll score that. That will give us the top five, reset again, Yeah. and then they do their question and answer. And yeah. it's literally based on that and it was close last year mm-hmm. I, remember. I was always reminded about it i'm like well yeah, i mean you won you won just but I just, going, oh my god there was like a, a point or something you know? yeah yeah oh, everyone's always like you just won it i'm like oh thank god better than thank just god. losing it. yeah yeah <laughs> coming to the end is there i guess there must be people you want to thank but um who who are the people and the sponsors and the people that you'd want to thank i guess yeah. at, at the end of your year Well, actually, I was reflecting on this recently because I was writing a speech that I'm going to deliver on the night and everyone that I want to thank. um, The top five people who I call Team Australia, um, Danny and her partner, Ray. Mm -hmm. Um, Danny's been like a big sister to me and she's been there the whole time for me and guided me through everything. And her partner, Ray, became like my fitness coach, my like what to eat. And the funny thing is people think, oh, you're going to diet and yeah. all this kind of stuff. You told me you're not eating enough. You need to eat more. You need more energy. So and This is the sort of thing that you probably yeah. want to hear. Yeah. And I'm like, great. Okay. Yeah. Like I didn't, I'm not more. eating enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll eat more pasta. Like yeah. he's like, don't cut out the things you like. Yeah. Like, you know, just um, encouraging me the whole way along. So them as a unit mm-hmm. have been really great. I call them like mum and dad because they like whenever we go anywhere, <laughs> they're, they're, that like, much older than no, they're like five years older yeah. than me. But I'm like, oh, like they carry like my stuff. They're like, oh, no, let us help you. Like. They're so sweet. They're like, what, are you hungry? Let us go get you some food. I'm like, they're just like parents, like a second set of parents or big brother and sister for yeah. me. Um, so, yeah, without them, it would have been a totally different experience for me. Sure. Um, so I'm very lucky 
for that. And then obviously my boyfriend and my parents as well. They all came to Vietnam. None of them are big fans of traveling. My parents had never been overseas since my dad came from overseas. Um, so he was kind of put off the idea, yeah. but he's like, yep, okay, we're going to do it. Like we're going to be there to support you. And they actually came for the whole month. Not that they were, they weren't with me for the whole month, right. but they traveled around and saw different wow. parts themselves and like kept an eye on the Vietnamese TV stations to watch me on there and everything. So they were there the whole way. That's every a time, hell of a support team. I know. Every time anything happened, my hair color broke. Like they quickly got one from the markets and drove it up to the hotel to give <laughs> it to me. Like they were just so amazing. And I'm an only child as well. So yeah. my parents have always been like my biggest supporters. And my boyfriend from day one, all the charity, he's like always the first person to come and set yeah. up everything. Like yeah. his brother is a musician. So he gets him to come and play as the entertainment for every event I do. Yeah. Um, yeah, he doesn't uh, like traveling much either. And he came to Vietnam and just for like a day, just to be able to watch <laughs> that no final. One likes no, they're not big travelers. My, right, okay. my family, they they not they haven't been to many places. And so for them going so to Vietnam, cool it was a big to deal. Win a title, yeah. then, and force them to do, do all this horrible yeah. traveling. Like it's a big deal. Like normally they don't travel much. Yeah. So none of them had really been on such a long flight or anything. So they were like, yeah, very committed to be able to come all that way. And yeah, my boyfriend just for one day to see yeah. me there. And then we continued on to. Um, Tokyo as well so yeah that was lots of fun but those are like my five key people that's your support team. yeah and yeah. then of course all of the sponsors people don't realize how much that they put into it too and mm. the sponsors um don't just stop after the finals as well like all of the sponsors were on board to help me OMT formal boutique sent me with like 12 dresses to Vietnam so that's a lot for them to give mm. To not have on their shelves or anything yeah. um these gowns that would cost you you know thousands of dollars yeah, they sent me with all it. of that yeah. <laughs> yeah um and style bikinis charis from style mm. she's just so supportive like always sending me messages of encouragement she's making awesome. me special bikinis and yeah. just as a gift and just to show her support um they've been like a family to us and yeah. they help they're the whole reason we can put on the whole show and make it so good for the girls and everything yeah that's actually um i, was, I think i was talking to sophie or madison claire last mm. year and they said the one thing the reason they decided to re-enter miss grand last year was because they really felt it was like a family yeah definitely. i mean it was a competition there's yeah. that element to it but um they really felt that it was legitimately a family and yeah. that the girls really became friends definitely. i mean as you said everyone says that but at miss grand everyone's looking out for each other yeah like it, it was seriously the most positive atmosphere that I've ever been in that's mm. why I don't think I had the chance to be so nervous like yeah. the two things that stood out for me from last year's national finals were firstly when we had a sleepover kind of party the night before the finals and we all wore our robes and like all our Ugg boots and everything and then um <laughs> Danny's partner Ray his yeah. grandma cooked us all this homemade Italian food and she brought it in and she's made all this like schnitzel and all these like vegetables and dessert and everything schnitzel sounds like good pageant prep food. yeah I know and I'm like the night before are you sure and yeah. they're like yeah yeah the day of the pageant before we went on stage everyone was feeling nervous and we were kind of like psyching ourselves into it. And um, Peter Serena from Dear Pageant Girl, mm. he said, okay, we're all going to sit in a circle, everyone sit down. And we had to sit and talk to the person next to us and say what we liked about them the most. And everyone did it for everyone. Yeah. And everyone started crying and we all had our makeup done and we're all sitting there crying Mascara together. Running down. Yeah. And yeah. then Peter went around and said something nice about everyone and something that they should be proud of. Yeah. And we're all crying again and everything. But then we went on stage after having just done that. So everyone felt really positive and happy and like really comfortable. And the, the comment he said to me mm. stuck in my mind the whole night. It was like what actually kept me going the whole night, yeah. um, which was he met me when I did Miss World, which was my first pageant when I was 19. 
And he said, back then I met a little girl, but today I can see a woman and oh, wow. it's your time. And I was like, oh my gosh, like yeah. I've actually changed. Like he'd always tell me, oh, you, you're so sweet and cute. You're like a little girl. I'm like, how can I fix this? But <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. How can I not be like this? <laughs> but then he's like, you've done it. Like I can see a woman, like hmm. it's time. You've done everything you can kind of thing. So very encouraging kind of atmosphere to be in. Yeah. So let's go towards a close. But before we do that, um, can you give people, because I'm sure you're not done with adventures and you may still have more adventures in Patreon, <laughs> can you give them the social media details to mm-hmm. follow you on? Um, so my Instagram and Facebook name is Cassandra Cashin. Um, you're, I'm the only one that will come up, so you shouldn't have too much trouble I'll finding. I'll <laughs> yeah. Fine, yeah. And um, my YouTube channel is Keeping Up With Cassandra Cashin. As in the Kardashians. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. And your dogs have an Instagram account? Oh, yeah. Life of Coco and Honey. <laughs> <laughs> the cutest, cutest little dogs. Yeah, in their little hoodies and everything. They're brothers. You said that they were might be your brothers or that they're your children. Yeah. I don't know which one. <laughs> it's like... You have a very complicated family. So, Danny <laughs> and Ray are kind of your dad and mum and yeah. then you have sons that are dogs or they're maybe your yeah. brothers it's very it's, <laughs> it's very, all very confusing. blurred who's who but yeah i don't know they're like my little friends <laughs> Fair enough. okay we always finish with the same 10 questions this is probably oh. the most pageantesque part of it oh, okay so let's go for this see what mm-hmm. happens so number one what is your favorite word Oh, when I was little, I always, for some reason, this boy in my class was telling everyone how he was from Mauritius. And then I was like, Mauritius. And I always really liked that word after he told me about it. And I was like, where's that? That's so interesting. So Mauritius. that's what comes to mind. I don't know why. You like the sound of that word? Yeah. It's Mauritius. Nice yeah. What about what's your least favorite word? Um, oh, I, it's not a word, but I hate when people say new instead of new. Like, I got a new car. I'm like, oh, no. (laughs) It's not really a word, but I hate, like, certain pronunciations because I say things totally different. Because you're saying it wrong. That's right. Okay. What about in life? What turns you on? What gets you excited? Um, Well, obviously, I'm very passionate about, like, makeup and beauty and, you know, I love getting dressed up. If Mm. I'm feeling sick, I'll literally sit in front of my mirror and put makeup on and then I'm like, oh, I feel a bit better now. Um. But more than that, I'm very passionate about obviously the Stop the War and Mm. Violence campaign and like my family's history and kind of bringing to light because Armenians, they've never entered pageants before. Um, They don't even have like the funding or the support in the country. They've never sent a Miss Armenia for anything. So I think like my heritage and everything kind of showing that off, I'm very proud of it and kind of making my dad proud and his family proud too. So something I like to work on as well. Yeah. And I, I remember when you won last year, I was excited because you are Armenian. Mm. Um, and we won't, won't go into all the details here, but I strongly encourage you to, to look up um, what happened to the Armenians. What was it? How long ago was it? The genocide. Um, I know that my dad's mother had to flee from there. So right. it was, I'm not sure of the exact year, but yeah. I know that it affected them directly and they had to move on to Egypt. Yeah. And then obviously it was bad there too and they had to come to Australia. Yeah. But lucky they did yeah absolutely and it's a it's a sensitive issue for for a few people so i won't go into it too Mm. much but um yeah it was great that you're half armenian have some representation there yeah uh what about what turns you off oh probably just like rude people (laughs) like i don't know i like people who are like upfront and And honest but there's a difference between constructive and not constructive so probably yeah rudeness okay no one likes that do they (laughs) 
mean no. people. I don't know. No, th- that's been a really that's been a really common answer. Is that, it that, okay? That yeah. When I think about it, like nothing springs to mind, but I guess yeah, people watch your attitudes. <laughs> I don't know. Sounds good. Yeah. What about what sound or noise do you love? Justin Timberlake. No. <laughs> Probably the ocean. That's a good answer. Is it? Yeah. yeah. Probably like the sound of the waves and everything. Like it's just like you think relaxing thoughts when you hear that kind of noise. Yeah. Or the um, type of music they play when I go. I go to this like hippie salt room place. <laughs> it's like all a naturopath and right. pink Himalayan salt and everything. And right. they have all this like. Ocean music. Yeah, like gentle and, music. And whale and, music and birds. Yeah, and... all that kind of stuff. So I just sit there and I just fall asleep and <laughs> everything. You said Justin Timberlake, but in your YouTube video, you, you pointed out you had your two. It was Pussycat Dolls. Oh, and... yeah. Someone else. But he's my favourite singer. Oh, okay. He doesn't have my favourite song, but as a okay. repertoire, he has the this most important, to offer. This is an important <laughs> distinction. Yeah. Okay. What about what sound or noise do you hate? Oh, uh, fingers on a chalkboard. Okay. Of course. Fingernails on the chalkboard or, yeah, anything that's similar to that kind of noise. Yep. Yeah. Not bad. Okay. If you could have any one superpower, and this is a pageant test question, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be and why? Flying, for sure. And just because I would like to fly because it would be fun. Yeah. Because, like, you could go and fly around. Like you wouldn't have to sit in traffic. You could just fly to your destination. Yeah. Good exercise. <laughs> <laughs> calorie burning. Good yeah. calorie burning yeah. flying. Yeah, yeah, go for a fly. Like you wouldn't get, you wouldn't do very well in September though. You wouldn't get any steps. No, maybe you get like flights or something instead. <laughs> How many flights you did that day? But yeah. I don't know. Like I'd always think flying or invisibility, but like I wouldn't do much with invisibility. I'd get bored of not people not knowing I was there. Well, invisibility is more for people who want to spy on other yeah, people. Yeah, I, I haven't got anyone to really spy on, so <laughs> I'd rather fly. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what about? What occupation other than your own would you most like to attempt? I think I would like to, I've always liked speaking and being in front of the camera and everything. So I'd probably like to do presenting or like news reading or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I studied like PR as well. I kind of have the interest in writing and media and everything too. So probably something like that. Yeah, I could see you doing really well there. What about what job or occupation other than your own would you definitely not like to attempt? Garbage man. <laughs> or... That has been such a common answer. <laughs> oh, really? It's been like the last five I interviews. I don't want to be that. <laughs> They've been like, I don't want to be a cleaner. I don't want to be a janitor. Someone said, I don't want to be the driver of a poo truck. Oh. So, yeah. Yeah, I suppose that. Or um, music. I'm, I'd like to do it, but I'm really not good at singing or anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> okay. no one would enjoy the concert, but I'd okay. have a great time. Yeah. So, you... All right, so you love music, but you just can't sing. Is that I like to sing along, but right. I'm not good. So okay. I'd have a good time, but the audience wouldn't. Okay. So I wouldn't give How it a go. How do you know you're not good? Oh, I've been told. <laughs> You've been given <laughs> On feed- multiple occasions. You've been given feedback. Do you know what? In Tokyo, I sung Bohemian Rhapsody, and the reason I picked that song for karaoke is because it's the longest, so I get the most it stage time. So then I sang it, and then out of nowhere, they coincidentally shut the karaoke straight after my performance. They're like, no you more. Shut the They're karaoke like, we're not, down. We're not taking any more like people. That's it for the night. And I'm like, what? There was a whole list of like a waiting list. That's a difficult one to pick, though. Bohemian Rhapsody and, and to, yeah. to sing it at karaoke is such an iconic song. Yeah. Maybe you should give it another go. Yeah. You know, I won't give up. Maybe they were just jealous. Yes. Uh, final question: If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Oh. Well, I'd be so happy arriving there. 
he doesn't have to say anything. I'll just be grateful that I'm there forever. A couple of people have said he want, they wanted him to say, you, you've come to the right places and they didn't go down to hell. Oh. <laughs> so that, well, that has been a recurring theme. Okay. No, I'd probably just be really happy. I'd be like, ooh, thank you. Um, <laughs> thanks for choosing thanks me. Thanks for picking me. But I would be, yeah, I'd be, you can't even, can't you? Yeah, it'd be like the Miss Grand winning feeling. I was going to say, totally it's exactly no the same words. thing, like shock. Yeah, you, like I think in my head, oh, I'd be like so overwhelmed and emotional, but I'd probably just be like, oh, wow, <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for your time, Cats. Thank you. And um, enjoy the week left mm, of your yeah. reign. Um, and I want to thank everyone for watching and speak to you next time. Hey, it's Adrian. If you'd like some pageant coaching to help you win that title or you'd like to keep up to date with our interviews, check us out at thepageantproject.com. Speak to you soon.